Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 358 for the 21st of Cheshvan in Alipir. Do you ever have the experience where a friend tells you, oh, wow, you know, I was thinking about you over Shabbos and I thought about coming to visit, uh, but I just couldn't bring myself to leave the house. Or imagine if the same friend on your birthday says, oh, wow, it's your birthday. You know, I, I knew it was your birthday and I actually thought about all these different presents that I could get you. And I really had the full intention of getting you a present, but I actually, I just got too busy. So I didn't get it for you, but you should know I was thinking about you the whole week and I had this amazing present in mind to get you. It it, it was really amazing. And it was so you, this present that I wanted to get to you, get for you. So at first, these kind of comments might sound kind of cute and funny, right? But after a while, if this is your whole relationship with the person, whether it's a friend or a spouse or a partner or whatever it is, it's going to get kind of annoying, right? And it feels kind of empty. And even if you know, even if the per- you know that the person's not like mocking you and they really mean it sincerely, that they really were thinking about you and they really did have this full intention to get you this present or whatever it is, what good is an intention when it's not followed through with an action? So in the case of presents and visits and stuff like that, like those are kind of like maybe not like super important things, but what if it's something you really, really need? What if it's something that you, somebody, you need certain medicine at the store and, uh, and you tell your husband, let's say to go and get you that medicine at the store. And let's say he comes back from work and he thinks about getting the medicine and he really wants to get the medicine, but then for whatever reason, he forgets at the last minute or he gets caught in traffic or whatever and he comes home and he says, oh, you know, I I really wanted to get that medicine for you, but I just, I wasn't able to get it. How would that make you feel? I mean, that's kind of important. You need that medicine, right? So uh, intentions are great, but they're only great if they're followed through with action. On the flip side, Let's say you have a friend who does buy you a birthday present and actually gets you exactly what you want. But let's say they're not in the best mood when they give it to you and they just they kind of, they give it to you and they're just they're not in fully present when they give it to you. Okay, you might not feel great about that the moment when they give you the present, but in the fact that they're giving you this present um, and you and you realize, you recognize that this is a present that you really want and that the person got you this present because they knew that you really wanted this present, even if the state of mind in your friend at that moment was not ideal, that's still kind of a better situation than if they had the intention to get you the present, but they just didn't get it at all, right? Or same thing going back to the husband getting the medicine for the wife. Let's say scenario number one, like we said, he had the intention to get the medicine and he loves his wife and he feels all kinds of feelings for his wife and he expresses these feelings, but he doesn't get her the medicine. 
Or scenario number two, he gets her the medicine, but he's in, he's very busy and he's just like not in a talkative mood and he's distracted with work and stuff like that. I mean, he still got her the medicine, you know, right? Uh, obviously, the best, the ideal scenario is when you have both, when you have the action and the intention, but beggars can't be choosers, right? And if we had to pick one over the other, we'd say we would pick the action and we would strive to have action and intention as well. So as we'll learn in today's Tanya, the same is true in terms of our relationship with God, that with our, in terms of our relationship with God, there are these two aspects. There's the aspect of doing the commandments of doing what God asks of us to do. And then there's the intention behind the commandments, the feelings that we have towards God, the feelings of love and devotion, like these passionate feelings that we have towards God, there's that, but then there's the actual action of the mitzvahs, doing the mitzvahs. And if you've been following along the podcast, if you've been studying Judaism for a while in general, if you if you had to think which is better, one which if we had to pick one over the other, which one is more important, we know the action, right? Actions speak louder than words. That's that's sort of the idea. Even though, as we have learned elsewhere in Tanya, and the Ultra Rebbe is actually going to cite that today, intention should not be dismissed. And intention is something that we should should all strive for. However, intention is only valuable valuable insofar as there is a action attached to it. So for example, keeping Shabbos or bringing in Shabbos. So we know the way that we bring in Shabbos is we light Shabbos candles, right? And that's that's what Hashem wants of us is to light Shabbos candles at a certain time before Shabbos comes in, uh, before sun's down, right? Um, so imagine you have one scenario where you have somebody who's rushing, rushing, rushing for Shabbos, really frantic, you know, running around like a chicken without a head. Maybe this is most of us before Shabbos. And last second, we run to light. What, when, are we thinking about God in that moment? Probably not. <laughs> We're thinking about, we just want to get those candles. We just want to get it going. So that's not ideal, right? We want to come into Shabbos in a peaceful state of mind, in a good state of mind, uh, relaxed, you know, um, really thinking about God, having good intention of the light that the Shabbos candles are bringing into our home. However, lighting the Shabbos candles is kind of good enough. That is that is a step stage versus if you had another scenario where let's say if you um, if, if you you had the right intention, you, you see this, there are some types of Jewish retreats that kind of get into this where they don't actually light Shabbos candles, but they'll do things like having like a Shabbos, like, like a candle meditation. And they feel that that meditation is more important than the lighting of the Shabbos candles themselves. Or maybe they'll light Shabbos candles later in the evening, like once Shabbos is already in. That is not Judaism. That's not what God wants. So as much as yes, they might have the most beautiful of intentions, if the intentions are not tied to the action, it's meaningless. Just like in this scenario of the husband or the friend that has these proper intentions for the presence or the medicine, if it's not tied to the action, it's meaningless. But yet it's not meaningless if it's tied to the action. If it's tied to the action, that's actually what we're striving for indeed. So that's what we're going to be learning about today. And for context, we are still in the middle of Igeris 20, uh, Epistle 29 of Igeris HaKodesh. And Again, I've been experimenting with this new format of rather than going line by line through the text, I'm going to kind of go like paragraph by paragraph and kind of summarize the basic ideas of what the Ultra Rebbe is, um, is teaching us. And I'd love to hear your feedback on this and what you think about this new style. I am enjoying it personally, so uh, I hope you are too. And But I, I always welcome feedback. I always welcome con constructive criticism. So with that being said... 
So the ultra bed, just leaving off from last time. So yes, in yesterday's um, episode, we talked about this like beaming up thing that happens like this, um, this, how the mitzvahs serve as like these hollow pillars, which surround the soul and serve as garments for the soul and allow the soul, the different soul levels to ascend from the bottom up through using physical things down here in this physical world. Now the ultra begins today by supporting this through a citation from the Zohar, which is written in Aramaic. So I don't know Aramaic very well, so I'm not going to attempt to read it. But the basic um, teaching in the Zohar here is this idea that that uh, that good deeds, meaning the mitzvahs, elicit a garment of light, so of the supernal splendor. So this, this, um, this great Ratzon Hashem that we've been talking about, which comes from the Keter, which ultimately the inner part of the Keter is the Tainug, the, the pleasure of God. Um, so the will and the pleasure of God, which is the source of the mitzvahs, when we perform the mitzvahs, we we elicit this above. We elicit these high levels above. And this is what we call the uh, the splendor, the light of the splendor, and also the pleasantness of God, the Noam Hashem. This is re- related to this level of pleasure within God. And then the Altar Rebbe specifies here that the, the Zohar specifies that there's actually two different levels. When we're talking about this level of, uh, of the pleasure in God, we're referring to Gun Eden. We're referring to garden, the Garden of Eden where souls experience pleasure. But in fact, there's actually two levels to this. There's what we know of as the lower Gun Eden and the higher Gun Eden. And the Zohar explains um, as... As taught by the, as explained by the Alter Rebbe, that when we talk about the practical commandments, actually doing the practical commandments, that relates. That's the way that we can tap into the lower Gan Eden. That's where the garments that the soul gets garbed in come from the lower Gan Eden. Uh, versus when we talk about the garments of the higher Ganadin, like how does the soul get to garments of the higher Ganadin? This has to do with their intention. This has to do with the love and the devotion of their heart that they have during that souls have when they're involved in learning Torah. And this is so it's not enough just to learn Torah. So learning Torah, because learning Torah is actually one of the practical commandments. So it would fall into that same category of t- tapping into the lower Ganadin if you just learn Torah. Um, because we know that there's this whole idea of like learning Torah, even though it might not seem like a very physical thing it's a spiritual endeavor like you're sitting you're learning torah uh but in fact um what is what when you're learning torah you're moving your lips it's like this is why it's important it's taught that like when you learn torah when you're learning like a sicha or you're learning the weekly parsha or whatever you're really supposed to move your lips while you while you learn you're not supposed to just like sit there and read it like the way that you'd read a book because it is considered to be a practical physical commandment that does that effect of what we spoke about yesterday of tapping in to the bottom, having the bottom level, like the, the physicality tap into the highest level. Um, and this is the same thing with, uh, with, with prayer. Also prayer, when you pray, you're not supposed to just like read it, read the sitter like you're reading from a book. You actually have to move your lips in order to be Yotze, in order to be, um, to fulfill your, your obligation of prayer, you have to move your lips. And then the ultra bit concludes here and he says that, yes, there is something superior about Kavana. Like we do the intention that happens when we, so when we have, again, it needs to be based in action. We need to pray using our lips. It's not enough to just like sit there in this like deep, profound meditation uh, or, or sit and 
pour over Torah books, but just only do it in your head. You have to say the words out loud. You have to make it into a, into a physical action. But okay, assuming that you made it into a physical action, now you can take that physical action and then you can add the intention into it. And that's what's going to let you soar higher. That's going to, what's going to bring it up into an even higher place, into the higher Ganadin. And, and your soul can get these garments of the higher Ganadin. And the ultra bit concludes and he specifies that this isn't, even though this might seem logical, like, okay, great. So you're, you know, just like we mentioned in the examples of people that you do the action and then doing the action, how much more valuable is the action when you attach intention to it? The ultra says, this isn't something logical. This isn't, and this isn't just like, oh, it makes sense. So that's the case. This happens just because this is God's will. This is God wants it to be as such that like when you attach the the kavana, when you attach the intention onto the mitzvahs, this causes the mitzvahs, this causes the soul to, to ascend up higher. That's simply God's will. It's not, um, it's not like a, a logical kind of thing. And the reason why this is important to know is because a per- person shouldn't make a mistake that their intention itself has the power to cause, like, like it's not your intention. It's not like you're such a powerful being that you are causing these garments of the soul to happen and you're like this magician that's making this happen no god's doing that so you elicit this power when you create the intention but the power ultimately comes from god and the ultra rabbit concludes that this is explained at length in the first part of Likutea Marim, uh, in Sefer Shilbeinu name, and on chap- chapter thirty-eight, and you can check it up there. So we we had other podcast episodes where we looked at that chapter, so you can look it up yourself. And um, I try to notate every episode with what chapter we're looking on, so hopefully you can look that up. And that's it. And so that's that's it for today. And tomorrow we're going to conclude this epistle. So I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.